Well, it's close to Halloween. Thought about dressing up as Troy tonight, but uh, this is the closest I could get to his beard, so I gave up. Um, really, really excited to be with you guys tonight. If I haven't met you, my name is Matt. I'm one of the pastors around here. Um, I love what God is doing here at Sanctuary Youth, and um, it's an honor to be a part, um, join you guys tonight. So tonight, we're going to continue where you guys have been the last few weeks um, in this series, talking about the I am sayings of Jesus. So with the back, with the screen as a reminder, what have we covered so far? Jesus says, I am the bread of life. I am the, I am the gate. And so what do you think we're talking about today? I am the good shepherd is where we are today. So if you have your Bibles, you can turn over to John chapter 10. John chapter 10. We're going to be there tonight. And what I hope tonight is that while some of these that you've talked about and we'll talk about, maybe you're familiar with, this is probably one of the most, the one you're most familiar with. Like we've all heard about our good shepherd, right? Many of us have probably read Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. We know about God being our shepherd. But my hope tonight is that this would not just be, oh, yeah, 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 I know that. My hope tonight would be the understanding of why Jesus said this and why it is true should radically change how you and I live our lives. Now, that's a bold statement, but I trust we'll get there tonight. John 10, verse 11 says this, I am the good shepherd. Now, I think it's important with these I am's, right? Jesus is saying it. It's not like his disciples watched him for a couple years and said, hey, we came up with some names for you, Jesus. Why don't you try these out? These are names that Jesus is saying, these, these are true of me, and these will help you understand who I am. Now, what do you think it means to be a good shepherd? Shout it out. Protect the sheep. Protect the sheep. What's that? Don't lose the sheep. That's a good, good thing. Guide the sheep. Lead the sheep. Feed the sheep. Yes. Care for the sheep. Shear the sheep. Yes. Hate for their wool to get too woolly. What else? Eat the sheep. That would not be good. A good shepherd, all these things are, are described. And actually the verse goes on and tells us actually what it means for the shepherd to be good. Check out the end of verse 11, John 10, 11. I am the good shepherd. What does the good shepherd do? All the things that you talked about true. But he puts a capstone on it. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. A good shepherd cares so much about the sheep that, yes, he'll give them food. Yes, he'll get them water. Yes, he'll protect them. But ultimately, a good shepherd is good because he lays down his life for his sheep. Now, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I read things in the Bible and I have to stop and I go, when we're sitting in here, when we're in church and maybe we're in our small group, we go, yeah, yeah, that's good. But sometimes when the rub comes, when we get out in the world and we go, Good shepherd? How does that help me in middle school? How does that help me in high school? And honestly, I ask myself, is good? Is good good enough? And it made me think about this, this commercial. Maybe you've seen this commercial. Check this out. Have you ever worked with Dr. Francis? Oh, yeah. He's okay. Just okay? 
Guess who just got reinstated? Well, not officially. Nervous? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. I'll see you in there. Just okay is not okay, especially when it comes to your network. AT&T is America's best wireless network, according to America's biggest test. Now, if I... Now, when I, when I watch that, right, and they've got a whole series of those commercials, just okay is not okay. And so I'll ask you this. Is, is, is good good enough? Is good good enough? We're told, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. And I just want to ask you honestly, is good good enough? Because what we find in the Bible, being good enough is not going to get you or me into heaven. It's not good enough just to have good intentions. It's not good enough just to care. Good enough, actually, in our life, oftentimes isn't good enough. When someone says, man, I just gave my best, oftentimes we say that when our best wasn't good enough. So when Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, I want to stop and just go, oh, that's poetic. And challenge us, is that good enough? Because if I'm honest, I don't really just, I don't want just a good shepherd. Because, well, a good shepherd may not be good enough. Fortunately, we don't have to choose. But imagine this, imagine this. You are a sheep. And you're with all your other sheep, sheepy sheeps. And, and you look up and you're looking, you're talking about your shepherd and you're going, man, he is such a good shepherd. But man, have you seen the way he uses that slingshot? If a bear comes, we are dead meat, literally dead meat. I'm glad he's good. But man, I would, I would honestly, I would, I would prefer that we had a great shepherd. Actually, I would prefer that we have the best shepherd. Because we, we know as sheep, we need him to protect us, to provide for us, to lead us. Basically, we're dead if he goes down. So a good shepherd who will lay down his life for his sheep, that's good, but I'm not sure it's good enough. I'm not sure good is good enough, but check this out. Look at later in John 10. John, Jesus has been talking about what it means to be a good shepherd. And in 17, he says this, For this reason, the Father loves me because I lay down my life. Great, Jesus, we've already, we've, already discussed, we've already talked about that. You said you're the good shepherd who lays down his life for a sheep. But check this out. That I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down from my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. Now, I know a lot of people who could die on behalf of someone else, who could lay down their life, sacrifice their life, I don't know anybody who goes, yeah, you know what? I'll lay down my life for you to protect you, and then I'll pick it back up again, right? Nobody can do that. Nobody can do that. Because you see, our good shepherd is truly good because he has the authority and the ability to be great. Our good shepherd is willing to do whatever it takes to care for us. That is what a good shepherd does. But our good shepherd is not just a good shepherd. He's a great shepherd. Because in the New Testament, Jesus is referred to as shepherd multiple times. But there are three adjectives that are used to describe the type of shepherd that he is. The first one that we all know is good shepherd. 
The second one we find in Hebrews 13, where he is described as the great shepherd. Check this out. Now, may the God of peace who brought you again from the dead, our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good that you may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Now, that's, it's an end. It's, it's, a, it's a doxology. It's talking about how great God is. But right in the middle of it, we get another glimpse at who Jesus is and the type of shepherd he is. He's not simply a good shepherd. He is a great shepherd. Let me ask you, what comes to mind when you see this? I think we have a slide here. Greatest of all time. Now, who who would you who would you who comes to mind when you think of greatest of all time? Tom Brady. Really? We had to start there? Sheesh, Michael Jordan, that's better. You think of a goat. Just a normal goat. That's good. What else? Huh? Herschel Walker. There we go. There's a Georgia boy for me. Huh? Who? Katie Ledecky. Yes. Listen, listen. We could go on and on and on and on, right? And when you see this, when you see this term, when you see this term, memes are posted, pictures are cropped. I actually saw a picture this week of a goat with Tom Brady's like upper body on it. It was a little freaky. Um, This is to draw attention to say, hey, this is the greatest of all time. The best basketball player who's ever played. The best baseball player who's ever played. The best football player who's ever played. The best boxer who's ever boxed. They're the greatest of all time. You see, the good shepherd is a great shepherd. And honestly, he's the greatest of all time. He's the greatest shepherd that's ever been. Because he's the only shepherd, many shepherds maybe have laid down their life for their sheep, but he's the only shepherd who's been able to pick it up again and give life to you and me. Therefore, when I look at our great shepherd who cares for his sheep, I see the greatest of all time. But what's oftentimes happens is you and I, in our desire to live apart from our shepherd and to do our own things, oftentimes without even knowing it, are trying to be the greatest of all time. But guess what? Jesus doesn't need any goats. I don't know about you, but if you ever like been at like a petting zoo and seen a goat, like if you ever seen a humble goat, like don't they always have that look on their face? Like, yep, I'm smarter than you. Or yep, I'm gonna spit on you. I'll spit my cut on you. I mean, they, they just look arrogant, don't they? They don't, they don't follow a sheep says, hey, I'm not the greatest of all time, but my shepherd is, and I'll follow. We have a great shepherd, not just a good shepherd. And the great shepherd is able to provide what we need. And listen to this, guys. How cool is this? Our good shepherd is willing to do whatever it takes to care for us. Where my question was, is good enough? Is just wanting to be good, good enough? The answer is no. The reality is our good shepherd is not simply good with good intentions, hoping for the best for us, our good shepherd is the great shepherd who is able to do exactly what we need. That is huge when we understand who we're following. So then lastly, there were three adjectives in the New Testament that describe Jesus as our shepherd. And the last one is found in 1 Peter 5, 4. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. Now, 
This is interesting. If you look around this passage in 1 Peter, this passage is talking about elders, it's talking about pastors, it's talking about church leaders. And you might think, well, how does this apply to students? Well, it applies beautifully to students. Because what this reminds us is that Jesus is the chief shepherd. Which when there is a chief shepherd, what does that tell you? There are other shepherds. Jesus isn't the only shepherd. He is the good shepherd who is the great shepherd, who is the chief shepherd, who has intentionally put people in our lives to shepherd us with him. And you guys tonight are sitting, are literally a physical representation of that being lived out. Because in a few minutes, we're going to break into small groups where you will be shepherded by leaders who have chosen to step into your life and be present in your life to show you what it looks like to live out this reality of the gospel, to understand what it means to follow Jesus in your everyday life. That's a gift. They are a gift to you from our chief shepherd who said, hey, I'm responsible for every sheep, but I have other shepherds that I want to be on the ground physically with you, pressing into your life, knowing you, understanding you, so that you can follow them as they follow me. How beautiful is that? Our chief shepherd has given you leaders like Troy and Emily who love you, who pray for you, who passionately desire to see you understand the good shepherd and to follow him, to believe that he is great and powerful, to be present with you in any and every circumstance, who knows your hurts, your pains, your frustrations, your triumphs. God has given you small group leaders. God has given you parents. Some of you have parents that are leading you towards Jesus. Some of you don't which is why the chief shepherd saw that and gave you the people in this room because he does not want you to be shepherded simply by him. He wants you to be shepherded by others who can shepherd you towards him. Our chief shepherd is not the only one who cares for us. Our shepherd is good. Our shepherd is great. Our shepherd is our chief shepherd. There's an illustration. There was a people, a group of people in the Middle East, in the, around Israel, that were talking about shepherds because shepherds were a big deal. Because if we're honest around here, we don't have a lot of shepherds, do we? Like you don't go, oh yeah, my friend the shepherd. Like it just doesn't happen around here. And so sometimes it's a little lost, but it would have been very common. People would have known, oh Jesus, you're the shepherd, just like over there. But the reality was, shepherds were low in standing. They were not high class people. There was one of the last things. He would do to be a shepherd. So for Jesus to say he's the good shepherd, he's lowering himself to the very low. But he's saying, look, just as a shepherd cares for his sheep, I will care for you. Well, this tour was going around. They were talking about the shepherd, the sheep. And and they were driving. The the tour guide was saying, hey, a shepherd always leads his sheep. A shepherd doesn't drive his sheep. And as they're driving, some guy looks out the window and he sees this this man out there, like literally driving these sheep. And he goes, uh... (laughs) I think you're wrong, dude. Um, there's a shepherd right over there driving his sheep. Thinking he'd caught the tour guide in an error, the tour guide shook his head and said, no, that's not a shepherd. That's the butcher. So listen, guys. Listen. There are people who are driving you. 
And it may be easy to think that they're ahead of you, they're older than you, and maybe they're wiser than you. But a shepherd doesn't drive. A shepherd invites you to follow. Jesus doesn't say, get behind us and tell us to go, 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 go. He gets in front of us and he says, would you come? Would you come? Would you come? Would you come? Would you follow? Because guess what? You guys ever walk through the woods and where there have been like a lot of spider webs? You want someone in front of you, don't you? Right? They, you go, hey, if they're good, I'm good. And honestly, if they there's a spider web, they'll take care of it for me, right? In life, guys, life is a lot more dangerous than spider webs. We need people in front of us that will say, hey, would you watch this hole? Would you watch this spider web? Would you watch this mistake I made? Would you not make it? And would you come this way? Because it's safe. When the person is telling you it's safe by walking ahead of you, it's a lot more convincing than a person telling you it's safe from behind you, right? Bad story, um, not a good shepherding story. When I was younger in our backyard, we had this big ditch. It was pretty cool. I don't know why they designed it this way. They kind of maybe ran out of pipe, but they're basically a pipe emptied in the middle of the backyard and then it, the water just ran. It was like 10 feet deep um, in certain places and we would build forts and we would then um, create booby traps, right? Where you'd make it look like we had these forts where you could walk across um, if you knew where to step. And so we'd get some friends that we didn't necessarily like very much and we'd be like, hey, check this out. We'll come this way. And we would step on the board, the board, the log that we knew was there and then the person behind us didn't know and just go, oh, okay, and fall right through. <laughs> It was awesome. Here's the point. A shepherd wants what's best. A shepherd's not trying to trip up. A shepherd's not trying to hurt. A shepherd wants what is best for his sheep. And Jesus gives us an example that we get to follow. And one of the greatest examples I believe we find is in Philippians chapter 2. And I want to end with this tonight. Because it's easy to talk about this being poetic and going, man, that's great, that's great, that's great. But I know as soon as you walk out these doors tonight, you're going to go home and you're going to be sitting in your room and you're going to be going, does that really affect me? Does that really help me with the stress that I'm facing? Does that really help me with the worries that I have? Does that really help me with the fears that I'm living with? This is a reminder that I believe the answer is yes. In Philippians 2, verse 6, it says, though he, Jesus, was in the form of God, he did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. Just stop there for a second. Jesus is in heaven. I've never been there, but I hear it's a pretty great place. Earth has its moments, but I don't think it compares to heaven. So Jesus, being in the form of God, being God, like can't go any higher than that, decides that, hey, as a shepherd, I'm going to not just look down from a distance on my sheep. I'm coming to my sheep. He didn't count equality with God of things to be grasped. And so I would say he gave up his place. So that, verse 7 says this. But he made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, like a shepherd. Being born in the likeness of men. Jesus could have come down to earth as God, walked around as God, gotten full credit as God, but instead he came as a man. So he invaded our space. 
So he knows what it's like to be 13 and 17 and 36. Actually, he didn't live that long on earth, so I guess he doesn't know that. But he knows what it's like to be human. A shepherd knows what it's like to be a sheep because he invaded our space. He gave up our place. He invaded our space. And then check this out. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Remember before, he has the authority to lay his life down and to pick it back up. He gave up his place. He invaded our space so he could extend us his grace. Our shepherd is a good shepherd and a great shepherd and the chief shepherd because he has eliminated every single barrier that will keep you from experiencing life. And that's not just one day when we get to heaven. Guys, that's now. That's in sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade, and 12th grade. And every year thereafter. Tonight, I want you to know that when Jesus said, I am the good shepherd, it wasn't simply to sound good. It's because it's a truth that he wants to be, for, wants to be uh, true in your life. Because what happened after this, Philippians 2.9 describes where Jesus is now. Therefore, our good shepherd, God has exalted him, our good shepherd, and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God father that one who's being worshipped right now and will be worshipped for all eternity is our good shepherd who's come down and is leading and loving and guiding you and me he wasn't referencing a picture that would simply be poetic he was giving us a picture of what is real and today he wants you and he wants me to know that he is good, that he is great, and he is chief among many other shepherds who love you. Dallas Willard once said, The Lord is my shepherd is written on many more tombstones than lives. Guys, let's let the truth of the Lord being our good shepherd not simply be something that we remember, people remember about us when we're dead. Let, us, let it be a reality with which we live every single day. Because guys, I don't know what you're looking forward to, but my guess is you think that there's something better ahead. And you see a sheep does that. A sheep looks around and it says, man, there's greener pastures over there. Man, there's something better over there. If I could just get over there. But our shepherd goes, no, this is what you need. I've got, I'm going to take care of you. I took care of you today and I'll take care of you tomorrow. But right now, I want you to trust that I am indeed good. Let's pray. Father, we're thankful for tonight. We're thankful for these students in this space. God, we pray tonight that in this room and in this time as we worship you and we talk about you, God, that the, what was true about you in this moment, God, it would be just as true when we're sitting in class tomorrow and we can't fall asleep tonight because of what's pressing in on us, I pray that we would look up and we'd see a shepherd 
who gave up his place, who invaded our space so that we, he could extend us grace. And God, may we know that the grace is being extended from the hand of a good, good shepherd. We love you, God, and we're so thankful that you loved us first. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.